If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our tubes to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Which Police Radio. Uh... One of the cool things that I, I, I keep starting these episodes by saying, oh, there's something cool that I'm doing now that I'm at home and doing these over Zoom. But it is really nice that I've been able to, because I'm doing more episodes than I used to and I'm doing them in a more convenient way, I've been able to talk to a whole bunch of new people who whose music I wasn't familiar with. And I've also been able to reconnect with a lot of artists who have been on the show before and, and just for whatever reason hadn't been on again. And, and the guest on this episode is someone who definitely falls in that category. Uh, I was trying to think of when you were last on and it's been probably five years now, four or five years. Some, some close to that. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like that long, but I I think it actually was. And before we get into introducing you and all this, I I think that at the time you were just putting your, your solo band together. So things have changed like pretty drastically since you've been involved in so much stuff. So I think that we need to cover some of that territory before we get into what you're doing now. But before we hit any of that, if you want to introduce yourself and maybe just give a bit of background about what it is you do musically, that would be a good way to start. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Ronnie Ladderbrook. Uh, I'm a uh, these days I don't even know what to put first: guitarist, singer, songwriter, singer, guitarist, songwriter, whichever whichever people know me more more as. Uh, I would think guitar, and, right? Uh, guitar seems like the, the the touch point a lot of people have with you, just because you've been so prominently a guitar player for so long. Yeah, and that's that's wicked. I love that. Um, yeah, I guess we could go guitarist, singer, songwriter. Uh, and yeah, I play in the rock band, uh, Ronnie Ladderbrook and the Electric. I do lots of session work, and uh, I even fill in for bands from time to time. Uh, I just, I just love every second of it. So yeah, well, and and like I said, I haven't talked to you on here for a while, but I, I've been following you on social media, and it seems like you are very actively doing stuff, whether it's you know working on stuff w- with your current band, or like you said, doing session work for other people, or you just seem to always have your finger involved in some sort of pie musically in Manitoba, really, which is really cool to see that uh, you know a lot of people have struggled, I think, and maybe you have too. I'm not sure during this this pandemic with finding outlets for creativity and finding ways to to stay involved in the music scene and, and from what i can tell based on your your online presence anyway it seems like you've managed to to keep involved uh, to a certain extent yeah it's it's been you know it's 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 funny um i was talking with somebody about this the other day um i'm i'm always very positive on social media and very um like i try actively to to promote positivity and stuff like that but there were definitely uh struggles uh this whole uh time here the past like two years i guess you could say now it's definitely been rough uh definitely been in my lowest points um but just kind of knowing that i have the guitar as an outlet 
uh, has really helped me through it. Um, when we couldn't play shows, I was focusing on building a YouTube channel. And like in the first like month or so, I was doing covers like uh, one of my biggest heroes on the guitar is like Randy Rhodes. So yeah. I would do some Randy Rhodes guitar solos. And uh, I managed to get like something like 200,000 views in the first like two months. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, I, I don't even know what happened. People just caught on and, and, and loved it. It was wild. So I'm just building my YouTube presence and uh, doing, doing what you can, like staying connected with people. Uh, in, in 2020, we did a live stream concert yeah. at Bankside Music Festival. That was cool to, to play in person again and stuff like that. So, well, I get the feeling that, that things like those guitar covers, it seems like it's stuff you would have been doing anyway, just because of your dedication to that instrument. And I guess you've just sort of found a way to, to take, you know, learning one of your favorite guitarist solos and, and then just putting that out there to an audience to, to sort of share the share the love, I guess, right? Yeah, and like that's the thing is like before uh, before these, these crazy times, uh, it was like I was always learning that stuff and, and trying to post it on YouTube and stuff, but I never really had the time because it was more uh, band practice, uh, playing live shows. So now there was kind of an opportunity to, to sit down and, and focus on maybe building a YouTube presence, uh, social media, because that's so important these yeah. days. It's actually wild how important it is, but... So how has that how has that sort of helped you over this time? I mean, I know that definitely locally you're you're well known as as a guitar player for sure. I mean, the, the amount of I'm sure you get tons of opportunities to perform with other local bands and and like you said, doing session stuff. But this has obviously given you a chance to to reach out further with things like the YouTube channel and, and sort of get your name out there, sort of beyond Winnipeg and Selkirk and the rest of Manitoba. Yeah, for sure, it's wild. There's actually one opportunity. Um, I actually got from uh, from social media, and it's so it's so funny. So I have uh, I had Twitter, and I hadn't logged onto my Twitter account for like ever. Like I just kind of forgot about it. In in this, uh, like I would check it before, but with the pandemic and everything, I was like, oh, I'm not really going to check it. So I uh, ended up logging in just by chance one day, and I saw that I was tagged in a post. Okay. Uh, and Hoxley Workman cool. had actually posted on Twitter saying like who are some of the young shredders out there who are some young guitarists out there and people were tagging me in it and i never saw it because i never logged into social media so i'm thinking like oh my god like i just missed like an amazing opportunity yeah. to potentially work with an, uh, an amazing artist like i love hoxley's music yeah, it's and, great. um so i i reached out to hoxley and i i dm'd him and i said like hey like this is my name is Ronnie Ladderbrook. I'm from Winnipeg. Uh, sent him some videos. He messaged me back and he was like, "That's fantastic! Like, fantastic! Like, we formed a friendship. I can actually say I'm friends with Hoxie Workman." And we were talking, and uh, I actually uh, did some session work on his Christmas special that he did oh, cool. uh, this past, uh, like, last year. And uh, yeah, I did the guitar solo on his uh, pet song that he always does, and it's just so wild to have that opportunity i don't think that's something i would have necessarily got without uh social media or or, or these crazy times going on so. yeah yeah uh, it's, it's, it's cool when that stuff like that can happen because i mean it sort of is an equalizer where you can reach out to or be reached out to from like literally anyone right i mean it, it, mm-hmm. everyone's on it in some manner and yeah something like that comes up which is it you're probably right i mean unless you'd met him in passing at a show or something you probably wouldn't have happened uh, an opportunity to, to actually like like you said be friends with them 
yeah, and it's wild. And just to kind of like talk with with somebody like that who's had such uh, a claim and such such an incredible songwriter, just to just to even talk shop, as you would say, with somebody like that. Yeah. I learned so much just from how to conduct myself, how to um, how to go about. Um, I guess you would say setting up like like a like a business interaction stuff like that. Like it's just super cool. It's always a learning experience. So yeah. Well, one thing you said at the beginning is sort of the uh, difficulty in describing what you do as whether you're a guitarist or a singer or a singer guitarist or whatever you want to call it. Right. Mm-hmm. I, it seems like your um your presence and abilities as a singer have have gone up quite a bit in terms of just like your confidence level. Right. I mean, I I know you were singing before, but as someone who's kind of followed your, your, your career again through social media, it seems like you're singing, I don't know if you're singing more, but your singing seems more, um, more right out there, like right, right in front. It doesn't seem like there's any kind of nerves about it anymore. Is that, is that the case? Like, do you feel like you're much, you've come a long way as a vocalist? A hundred percent. And that's, um, I, I really appreciate you actually noticing that. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it's been one of those things where like, it's even like the guitar, like, when I first started learning the guitar, I was so awful. And like people sometimes will assume that there's like a natural talent thing that goes with it. No, I just worked very, very hard for a very yeah. long time. And uh, that's with singing too. Like I practice it every day. Uh, I've been trying really hard to get better, uh, just focusing on uh, getting a little bit better every day. And I guess through the years that's built up, I've kind of joked that uh, I'll never be the best at anything. But I'll just keep uh, working as hard as I can until I get to get to where I want to be at it. For sure. Too long. If I could 
stays the same So let's have a good time instead It might over my As I said, you're, you're well known as a guitar player, uh, and for your solos and people using you to kind of uh, you know uh, add some color to their songs and things like that. But what is your inspiration um, as a singer? Like, where, where where does your voice come from? Because that's a totally different type of uh, tool to develop than guitar playing, right? So, what is the background of that? Because I think you've talked a lot here and elsewhere, sort of about your your background as a guitarist and, and what that instrument means to you. But as far as singing, like, where does that come from? What's the uh, are there artists who you kind of um, grew up wanting to sound like or admiring that you've sort of developed your voice into a, a I don't want to say a version of because it's your own thing but you know what I mean yeah for sure so um many people won't believe me when I say this but my favorite singer of all time is Sam Smith okay I love Sam Smith uh I think that they are just an amazing singer and uh when I heard their album I just like fell in love with the voice and I I tried to replicate that. I would I would sing the song, sing the uh, uh, in the lonely hour album. Uh, I would have it in my truck when I'd go to work. I'd sing all of those songs. Hmm. Uh, that helped me build kind of like power in my voice, like trying to uh, to to build those songs out. Um, so definitely Sam Smith. Uh, of course, Lane from Alice in Chains, yeah, one of my yeah. biggest. Yeah, like that's probably. Uh, Probably my biggest other than Sam Smith, um, Sean Morgan of Seether. Um, who else would I say? Lots of soul singers. I love uh, soul music. Um, one artist that people may not know who's just a wicked guitar player and singer is uh, Richie Cotton. Okay. Uh, he, he played guitar for Poison for a bit, but uh, he always did like his, his solo thing, and he's just got a wicked voice. Um Basically, anybody who sings with like that heart and passion and soul, like, um, I would say those names I listed though are probably my biggest influences. So, well, and I guess that that passion and heart and soul can can really cross over so many different genres too, right? It's not so much a style as it is like just the the emotion behind it and the the I guess the the honesty and genuineness of it. That's the beautiful thing about music is it uh, genres don't really matter. It's when you can feel somebody singing or playing with passion and soul, it doesn't matter what type of music it is. You can relate to that and feel that. And uh, I, I've really, uh, really tried my best these uh, past two years to kind of channel that into what I'm doing currently. So, Do you think that um, over sort of your time uh, that you've been 
you become so much more involved in the music scene and working with all these different artists has that broadened your horizons as well because I know you, I mean I think people associate with you with a certain sound and I don't think it's unfair to because your band has a sound and I think that some of these influences you're talking about would fit into that and I mean you've been on stage with a lot of kind of classic rock uh, sort of artists as well and mm-hmm. played those kind of shows and I mean alternative rock and hard rock and everything in that sort of category but have you sort of expanded your musical palette just from being introduced to so many different kinds of artists and, and working with them? Yeah, 100%. I've been very uh, grateful uh, to have the chance to work with a lot of different artists of different genres. Like, uh, I actually received a Juno nomination yeah. for work on a Fresh IE's album there. Like, I played on uh, Blind Men Blues, which was so cool. Like, I've been such a fan of, a fan of uh, Fresh for so many years. Like, uh, getting the chance to work with him was incredible. Um, I just did some session work with... Um, I don't know if I can really say who it was, but it was another uh, um, hip hip hop artist, oh, cool. um, and that was really cool to kind of work work in that type of music too. Like I just love, I just love all types of music. Yeah. Like I really, uh, I know that I'm really known for more of like the rock music type thing, which is super cool. That's my first love. That's yeah. my passion. Yeah. But uh, just kind of getting the chance to work with different artists and different genres. Uh, is really incredible because it really helps you like like working with fresh was such a learning experience on how like i learned so much on like his process and just kind of like working um in that environment and i took it towards my own what i was doing in my own band and stuff like that and you gather these little things um like it's kind of hard to explain because you pick up like little things, like whether it's like uh, studio tricks or just like um, staying focused, stuff like that. Like it's it's super cool, and you can take inspiration from everything, and that's what I've been doing. So, how big is the judo nomination for you? I mean, I know it's a like you said, it's a genre that you're not necessarily known for, and it's not your own song, but you're playing on someone else's song, but that's still got to be like a pretty big validation of you as a musician. The fact that you're know you getting recognized for your work on that track. Yeah, it was a dream come true for sure. Um, I think the, the biggest thing um, I really took from it was that like, you know, it's so funny with music, like, uh, and I, I find like so many artists like get told this, but it's like, it's almost kind of, people will tell you that it's like an unreachable thing. Right. And then something like that happens. And it's like, you realize that, no, it's not, you can reach it. It's just a lot of hard work. And, uh, just, I was so, um, happy when he got nominated for the Juno and just for, for myself to be even recognized. Um, like, it's just incredible. It's just very motivating because, you know that if you just keep working hard, it'll it'll pay off. So. Yeah, someone's going to hear it, right? Whatever it is you're doing, yeah. if you put in the effort, and it's going to be good if you actually take the time to 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 work on it, right?
seem like a very positive guy about music and about the fact that, you know, you're just going to keep doing this regardless of, of who's listening and how many people are listening. And, and, and you seem like one of those guys who's just, you know, you'll be 70 and wherever your career has gone between now and then, you're still going to be probably doing YouTube videos or whatever the, the follow up to YouTube is by then. And you'll still be recording and playing with other people. Like it, it just kind of comes across that you're one of those guys who is in it for the long haul, regardless of what happens. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, that's one of the biggest things for me is like the guitar is such a beautiful instrument because, like, right now I'm 28 years old, and like I haven't even. I'm very grateful. People always have nice things to say about my guitar playing and stuff, but like for myself, I haven't even cracked like the surface of what is possible. Yeah, and just just listening to my heroes are just. Even when I look at the guitar, it's just like that's like a lifelong. Th- I got a guitar with Simon. That's what of course you do, yeah. <laughs> um, um, that's like a lifelong thing that you like. If you really, really love it, you're gonna take that with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And even let's say, let's say it's always. I don't want to say like a like a hobby, but what if it, if it never goes farther? then what what your dreams or aspirations are you always have it to take with you through life and you can always learn there's always something to learn uh you'll never master the instrument you'll only learn more more about it so yeah that's, that's a good way of thinking about it i think and i mean like like you said you're 28 which is is still still really young and a lot of people are you know have not been playing anywhere near as long as you and they're still starting out and they're still going to be doing it you know for for life as well right so you have a bit of a leg up in the sense that you've just been plugging away at it for for as long as you have uh, at such a young age mm-hmm. yeah yeah no it's it's just so much fun and it's just such a beautiful process because uh every day you practice you hear yourself get a little bit better and even even if uh even if you don't hear yourself getting better um at least you know that from previous experience like we all start out not knowing anything about it and then you can kind of play a note or you can play a bunch of notes or like a chord or like you learn your first song and it's just like you realize that as you like dig away at it you'll always kind of reach where you're wanting to go yeah that's that's, uh, i like that uh I like the way of thinking of it like that. It's uh, yeah, because I think a lot of people see it as as this unsurmountable challenge. Like they, you know, they learn a couple chords and it's like, okay, I can play a Ramon song, but I can't play, you know, I, whatever the much more complicated thing is. But I mean, everyone starts off with three chords and figuring that out from there. So I mean, it's not like there's a there's no limit, right? You can just keep keep building and building and building. It's like any other kind of um, discipline, I guess, right? You just you just have to keep developing it, and eventually you'll get you'll get better. Exactly. And the beautiful thing with music is too, is as you like build and work on it, you get to meet other people who are maybe at a higher level than you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if higher level is a, be- a good word because music's not a competition, but you meet people who know more than you and they'll share their knowledge. And maybe like every single musician, whether they're starting out or they've been playing for, like you had said, 70 years, yeah. <laughs> everybody has something to offer each other, which is a really beautiful thing. Totally. I think that's what uh, what makes music so beautiful. So. so now that we're coming out of the pandemic, hopefully, I mean, you know, who knows what's happening with this, but it seems like, you know, shows are happening, things are opening up a little bit. What does this kind of near future look like for you with your project? Uh, so we're super excited. Um, 
just I just want to say, like, when you said shows are happening again, I just saw Helix at Bulldog Pizza. Okay. And that was so rad. That's I a just... weird venue for that, eh? Like, it's uh... – but, yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, no, no worries at all. No, it was such a great show. Um, Such an amazing time. I actually brought my mom because she's the one who got me into rock and roll. Okay. So um, – I took her with me and she was singing every word and, and she was just having the greatest time. I'm so grateful for that, that experience. Like just to see live music again. Yeah. It's just like, it's almost surreal. It is. It is. Yeah. It's, it feels like we're not, it feels like you're doing something wrong. You know, <laughs> like I, I yeah. was at, yeah. I was at the propaganda show at the park theater, one of the three there. And uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And I loved it. And I was like, happiest I've been in a long time just being able to be at a show with one of my favorite bands and everything but but yeah it's this kind of like are we really is it cool are we allowed to be here <laughs> like even with masks yeah. and, and vaccine cards and everything it's just sort of so like uh, is this okay yet yeah you're kind of looking around it's kind of like is everybody yeah. okay here like what's what's yeah. no that's that's amazing how all oh, man I, I got so many questions about that show like how was that show like just was it was it just unreal like they're such an amazing band i just kind of got started getting into them like lately but yeah yeah super cool yeah that's yeah. awesome i mean at the park theater too it was, it was the newly renovated park and it was the first time they'd really had any shows there when i was at their propaganda show so yeah it was, it was cool to see that and see that they're opening up again and shows are happening again and I, I, like there's definitely optimism i think kind of in the air right now and i'm hoping that that as winter comes around that for everyone's sake that it doesn't sort of take a turn or take a step backwards but do you have shows like planned or are you hoping to get shows planned yeah so we got uh there's there's a couple in may that i can't say anything about sure. just because they haven't been announced yet um that's a ways off anyway yeah for sure um we've got uh we've actually got out of town shows booked so we're really going to focus on doing out of town uh going forward cool uh we just released a new single called mary jane uh, which is like such a fun song. We're so proud of it. But we're going back in the studio in December. So uh, our plan right now is uh, record an EP in December, uh, release it around springtime, and then hit the summer hard with shows. Uh, we're doing August 19th and 20th in Thunder Bay cool. uh, at the Wayland Bar. Um, I'm okay with announcing that because that's – I don't think there's anything saying we can't announce that. Well, but... it's almost a year away too, right? So it's – yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, getting lots of show offers, uh, I've put my uh, kind of like, what's the saying? Uh, had it or uh, I've put my name in the fold for a couple bigger shows, like at the the Burt, just kind of kind of see if they need local support. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's going good. Like just the optimism. There's so many great shows going on. Uh, we're gonna work hard, get some new music out there, and then we'll be back out there again for sure. Blackbird, sing in the dead of night Spread your wings and fly All that you could see Is all that you could be Blackbird, spread your wings and soar All you wanted more Has been waiting there for years While you spread your tears Blackbird, if you don't
you. I may have asked you this years ago when we first did an interview, but where do you think you fit in within the local music scene? Because, I mean, as we've discussed already a few times here, I mean, you are perceived as being the rock guy. And, I mean, that's obviously your influences, and and your sound is very much rock and roll, right? But do do you think that you have um, sort of a style that that can sort of shift and get yourself onto bills with, you know, maybe heavier bands and maybe something that's not so rock? For sure, yeah. That's... um in terms of where where kind of like lie in the scene, I'm not I'm not too I'm as far as I'm concerned I'm 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 here I'm I'm friends I I love and support everybody yeah. uh, I I love and enjoy what everybody's doing uh, in terms of my own band uh, that's the beautiful thing we've worked hard to kind of put ourselves in a place where we can go do like a, a metal show or we can go open for like um like an alternative rock band like we can we can do it all yeah. essentially and i hope that's not like egotistical to say no, that no, but we reached so. a, yeah we we reached a level of songwriting where like we have our heavier stuff and we have our 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 softer stuff that kind of fits more the mainstream and we very strategically done it in a way where we can fit on any bill that anybody needs us and we'll win the crowd over. So it's, it's a really nice thing. Well, part of that, I guess has got to be the live show too, right? I mean, that's, that's obviously a, a key component. Yeah. Just based on all the videos of you performing, you know, that are on YouTube going back to when you were a lot younger too, where you did the, the theatrical aspect of it is definitely there with just uh, some of the guitar stuff. Like you've, you've definitely developed that for sure. Yeah. for sure. You know, it's funny. Um, there's been so many situations where we'll play for an audience who's never seen us before. And maybe the audience isn't too sure of what they think of us. And then I'll pull out behind the head guitar solo or I'll play with my teeth yeah. or uh, I'll like throw the guitar up in the air, throw my picks and catch them, that type of thing. And those are always uh, those are always good tricks to kind of win the crowd over. Like For people sure. really love that stuff. And uh, it lets me pay respect to some of my heroes like Jimi Hendrix who sure, behind yeah. the head with yeah. you, stuff like that. So. I, I love it. I think it's lots of fun. So, how much of that is is spontaneous, and how much of it is is planned? Like, is there a certain part in the set where you know this would be a good moment to do the behind the head thing, or do you just sort of throw it out when you're depending on the crowd's energy? Uh, it's it's usually dependent on the crowd's energy. With our set that we were doing uh, before uh, before the the pandemic, there we had like choreographed spots. Like okay. there was one spot in the song where. Uh, we were doing like a riff and we would do kicks like every time it stopped. Like we would do fun stuff like that. But for me uh, doing behind the head and stuff, like I would I would do it spontaneous. If, if I saw somebody was really into it, like yeah. they were like just like having the greatest time, I'd like point at them, do one handed like <laughs> solos or yeah. uh, I'd walk out into the crowd and do the uh, behind the head or I'd lift my guitar up and let them pluck the chord or whatever so yeah i mean i can see that for sure especially if it's a younger person too maybe one of their first shows and they're seeing that that's gonna yeah. definitely make an impact right on, on their desire to see more live shows i think um mm-hmm. but do you think that that kind of i don't want to call it theatrics but that, that kind of like stage presence is do you think that's kind of lacking at this point in time in terms of popular music because i i mean i know things have definitely shifted in terms of what's mainstream if there even is a mainstream now in the streaming world but um just like the idea of a guitar solo is just not there in a lot of uh kind of popular 
well, pop songs for sure, but even in some rock songs, the the idea of that that being a, a very important section of the of the track is not necessarily the case anymore. So, do you feel like that kind of style you're doing? I don't I don't want to say it's old because I don't think it's out of date or anything. But do you think there's kind of a like, a, is it missing in today's music scene? Um, you know, that's a really good question. I'm not uh, in terms of my own taste. Uh, that's the stuff that I'm into. That's sure. what gets me excited. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily missing in terms of like music today. Like I actually really love a lot of music today, even though it doesn't have guitar solos and stuff like that. I don't know if it's necessarily missing. I don't, uh, I see a lot of arguments that, Oh, like this generation doesn't, uh, know, know how to play or, or stuff like that. And yeah. that's why it's not added in there. I don't know. Like there's some unbelievable musicians out there playing in popular oh, uh, sure, yeah. bands. Yeah, like I don't know if it's necessarily. I think it's just through time trends trends have changed. Um, maybe guitar solos aren't as popular um, these days. I can't I can't really speak on if I think it's missing. I just know for me personally, like my band will always have guitar solos. Yeah. As long as I play music, because uh, I want to, like, that's the stuff that I love. And that's, I always want to pay respect to my heroes. So I'll always, you'll always, if you come to a Ronnie Ladderbrook in the electric show, or you come to see uh, me play, you'll always hear a guitar solo, or you'll always hear um, something outside of just regular yeah. um, guitar playing, because that's, that's the stuff that I love. I don't know, like, to answer your question, question, I don't know if it's missing. Uh, all I know is that for me, I'll, I'll add it if it is missing. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's, that's a good way of approaching it, too, for sure. And, and, like, I mean, this is probably also just me being an old man and being, like, you know, damn kids. <laughs> but 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 I think I often wonder, too, if, if just the way that music is consumed now and the way that people approach just music as a, as a passion and as an interest is a lot less... There's a lot less time... I think just in general for across all generations devoted to, to listening, right? Everything is, 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 is shuffled or is, you know, skipping to the next track or uh, time. Uh, what's it called? Um, like people's focus attention span seems to be shorter for create for art in general. So I wonder if that maybe has something to do. It's not a question really. It's just like a, a brain fart, but you know, like, do you think that might be part of it? People are just are kind of programmed now to, to want things quick and instant and putting a big section, like a, you know, a, long guitar solo in a song that draws it out and that requires actually you know uh involved listening rather than just passive listening for sure yeah no i i definitely agree time um like attention spans are definitely way shorter these days um i don't i can only really speak on what i know and when i when i worked as a guitar teacher you would see uh, young kids come in, not just young kids, but people of all uh, age demographics. And the one thing that was always consistent was an appreciation for great musicianship. Yes. Uh, I I think I think that to say that stuff is missing because of attention spans and stuff. Maybe maybe I don't I don't believe that. Because um, I, I always think like great art or great music will always be appreciated, even if it's not by the majority. Yeah. Uh, if if it's just like a select um, amount of people, it'll it'll always be appreciated. Um, 
I, I hope that answers that. Like, no, it does, I, yeah, I, I like art what I think of it. So, well, yeah, and again, like I mean, it's it's not necessarily that whatever has kind of now with trends has replaced the guitar solo in popular music that involves a degree of musicianship as well. Whatever it is that that's now sort of taken that spot in, in pop music anyway is yeah, there's, there's, there's skill involved and talent involved in making that happen, whether it's a sample or whether it's, you know, playing something on, on a synth or whatever it is, right? Like there's, there's still that element there. I think it always will be there of someone being creative and, and coming up with something unique. And I think the cool thing though, too, is like, even though it's it may not be that prevalent in music today, like you'll always see people like people react to like great playing. So like if yeah. if you see somebody who's not maybe into like rock music or something, but they see a great guitar player in concert, like uh, they'll they'll always uh, go nuts for it. And I'll like take like ACDC as an example. Like uh, so many of the younger generation, so much of the younger generation loves ACDC. Um, Maybe it's because of their parents liking it, yeah, uh, or something like that. But uh, like, I mean, it, it's super cool when you see like uh, when I was when I was a guitar teacher, you'd see a young kid come in and uh, maybe all their friends are listening to music that's not rock music, but this kid comes in so stoked, he wants to learn Angus Young solo, and yeah, he wants to. That's what he wants to do. And uh, I even had a, a former student who actually. Uh, started out learning the guitar um and then i found out recently that uh he's actually uh doing like uh how would you even say the genre of music is like uh sound soundcloud rap and stuff oh, like yeah. that yeah. and like even though he's gone from playing guitar to doing the soundcloud rap and stuff like I just think there'll always be that connection to the guitar, like because you always hear it in that music too. Like there's right. always maybe a sample of a lick or something like that. But yeah, the connection to that instrument is going to carry through to whatever it is, even if it's not an obvious one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, where can people find your music now? I mean, I, the good thing about this being a podcast is someone could hear it the day it comes out, or they could hear it a year later, and by then all those shows that you're hoping to get, they could be you know <laughs> on on the schedule ready to go. You could have new music out. What's sort of the best way to follow you online and, and find uh, what you're up to? Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, RonnieLatterbrook.com, that's kind of like your main source of finding out everything we're doing. Uh, you can find us, search uh, Ronnie Latterbrook and the Electric on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, we're on all the streaming stuff. Um, when when our EP is done, we'll probably have some CDs available because cool. I'm, I'm very much – you were saying uh, being a grumpy old man. I'm the same way with CDs. Like yeah, I don't think they'll ever go out of style like – when you can hold a CD, that's sweet. I love that. Like, or a vinyl, or like, yep. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm very uh, outspoken about being into physical <laughs> media rather than. I mean, I know streaming is the way that that the majority of listeners do it now, but there's there, there is there is always going to be an appeal to having the physical product in your hand. You can sit down and listen to start to finish. It's it's a different it's a different vibe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, any of the streaming services, RonnieLadderbrook.com. Uh, I'm always on on Facebook sharing or or YouTube. Uh, just search up Ronnie Ladderbrook, you'll find me there. And cool. 